Hello all, and welcome to episode 110 of the Man to Man NBA show. We're very glad you're here. First time listener, long time listener, anything in between. We're always happy to have you here. Happy Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever day of the week you're listening to this. We hope things are going well for you. I'm going to bring in my man Andy and my man Liam here in a second. But before we do any of that, I want to thank everybody who entered the Man to Man Bracket Challenge. Uh, We've had a great showing. It's been honestly a lot of fun to be a part of. See so many names we know, so many names we don't know in there, making brackets and uh, really just competing. It's been fun uh, to be a part of it. It's been something that we tried. We didn't really know how it was going to go. And I think it's gone really well. So thank you all to those who joined and wish everybody the best. I know there's some guys who definitely don't have a chance anymore, but I'd still say there's still a decent amount that still got a chance to win that $300 or that $50 or get their money back. So thank you all to join. And uh, if you didn't do it, didn't get the chance this year, there is always next year, another year, another bracket. Now to bring in. Mr. Elliot, Mr. Nash, gentlemen, how we doing? How are the brackets looking in the group? How how we feeling? Yeah, I feel like that was a direct shot at me. You know what I'm saying? Like the three of us are talking right here. I'm in dead last. Some of us can't even win. You know, I'm trying to look at my max points here. Liam's up there with Kansas. I had Arizona, but I did have Kentucky in the finals. Also at Iowa in the final four. So I'm out, but it was a direct shot. Appreciate that, JP. I like it. I think it was, we had a good turnout. I'm surprised that – not surprised, but I'm surprised that the – just the, I guess, people that have joined and kind of just the messages that I've gotten been like, yeah, always talking about, you know, if they can make a run here or this team or that team. So it's got the conversation kind of started with some people that I haven't really talked to in a while. So it was kind of cool to, you know, catch some of those guys. Um, but, yeah, it's been good. I know – I think me and JP right now are – pretty much up there and can contentions. I know I'm a couple points back and I got a couple of teams that have lost, but my final four is still holding strong right now. So we'll just have to wait it out. But okay. so we should we get like a top five going real quick. Yeah. Shout them out. Yeah. You can drop them. I know my man, uh, actually, I think he was recently, but I'll just let you say the names. Cause I, I haven't checked since the last game. So who's on top? So uh, two guys in first place right now, Christian Holloway. And uh, Golson one. Uh, I don't know who those two dudes are, but um, Mr. Hot Matthews, Hoop Matthews. Those guys also had uh, Gonzaga and Duke. Mr. Hoop Matthews in third, JP in third. Uh, Liam looks like you're in eighth, and then Davis Culpepper in third. Uh, Hop's got Kansas, JP's got Arizona, and Culpepper's got Tennessee. Should we talk about that game? Yeah, we should. I think there's yep. a I'll, – I'll, I'll let you start because you had a good take from last week that I kind of want you to bring up again because I my kind of take about it is kind of related to that. So mm-hmm. I'll let you take the floor on what you said last week, and that's kind of where we can start. <laughs> All right. Well, I think I had a couple of different things about the Tennessee Volunteers going into this tournament. One is they don't have a playmaker. You know, we haven't seen really a guy who can take control in late game situations. We've seen Josiah James brick a shot at the end uh, versus the Texas game in the regular season. Uh, This game against Michigan, we shot two of 18 from the three point line. That's 11 percent. It's God awful. We're shooting like that. We're going to lose. You got two freshmen that are supposed to run this team that have never been in the NCAA tournament before. So an experience 
and you also smoked a team in the first round and you didn't get hit once. I knew we were going to get hit this game. It was a matter of the fact that how are we going to um, respond? And obviously we didn't respond well. I think they sped us up in the first half entirely. I don't think we got any great plays going in the first half. The second half was kind of the same thing. First three to four minutes coming out of the gates. It was kind of a, a back and forth battle. Uh, couldn't hit shots. We needed the best uh, the best team with the best defense was going to win that game. But, uh, yeah, I mean, shooting atrociously, and we don't have the guy for it. So, inexperience. Um, didn't get hit. Got hit hard. And, and shout out to Michigan for winning that game. Yeah, I think you brought up a good point because this is kind of where my conversation started was that playing in the first round, Michigan is playing – you know, a wire-to-wire basic game that's, you know, they're kind of in the flow. Us playing a game where we win by, what, 30 points, we didn't really get, like, a flow in terms of, like, you know, you take – you win the SEC tournament, obviously, then you take off a couple of days, <clears throat> and then you go beat a bad team in Longwood. Your momentum and your, like, I don't know, you get into these, like, portions of the season where you're just clicking, and when you – have to take off, then you play a team that's not very good. You're like, you're kind of chemistry and all that's kind of, you know, out of whack. You're not in a good flow offensively. And that's kind of where we saw that. I mean, shooting 11% from the three-point line when that's pretty much what we do. We play good defense. I mean, we're a top team in defense in the country. Um, and then making shots and we just didn't do that. It was, it was tough to watch. Uh, Shout out. I went out to a bar. I know you went out with some of the Tennessee boys there in Nashville. It was a good time. I know I, it's probably you had more of probably, you know, fans of Tennessee, but I was sitting next to two Michigan guys in Indiana. And it was just like, I'm not going to chirp you guys because if I start chirping, it's going to turn ugly because that's just kind of the fan I am. So I had to kind of keep myself under control. But I uh, yeah, it was hard. It was a hard game to watch. Almost felt like the same feeling as the Titans losing. You know, you come in with so much expectation and so much talent. I wouldn't say it's the same feeling because that was that was the worst feeling ever this year, but <laughs> it was very similar. Um, JP, being a viewer, not a fan, what are your thoughts on the game? Yeah, yeah. So, as I've mentioned a couple times before, Michigan is kind of my B team because I grew up a Michigan fan. But my Michigan since I've gone to Clemson and graduated, my Michigan fandom has definitely fallen off a little bit so I'm not as attached as I once would have been and um, I but I did have Michigan winning this game it had nothing to do again with Tennessee's lack of I just know Michigan across the board this year has a ton of talent they have multiple five stars they have guys who can play the game really well they've just had such an up and down season it's been tough to gauge but I, I did watch a lot of the game um, I think it really just came down to the fact that y- y'all's bigs played for a half and then the second half, Hunter Dickinson really came in, asserted his presence, and it became really tough. And it's March Madness. I mean, you can't you can't give up a half. You can't play for only half a game any of these any of these teams. I mean, we'll talk about the upsets a little bit later. But at the end of the day, Michigan is about as good an 11 seed you'll ever see. They have more talent than any other 11 seed in in the tournament by far. Y'all ran into a tough matchup, tough buzzsaw, and I like Kennedy Chandler. I think he's a dog. I know y'all have a little different opinions on him. You've watched him more than I have. But I loved watching his game. I think he's going to be a great player at the next level. But, yeah, it was a tough matchup for y'all, and it's it sucks. I, I, the question I would present to y'all, though, is 
I mean, Rick Barnes is is a head coach who's known for not having very much success in the NCAA tournament, and y'all have Rick Barnes, and I do not think you're going to fire him. But would you rather be in a position where you lose this game, where, yeah, it was 11 and a three, and you guys had high expectations, but I think everybody would pretty much agree, losing to Michigan, this Michigan team is nothing to be ashamed of. But would you rather have been in the situation where you get to this game and then lose – or would you rather just gotten upset in the first round? Or would you rather get to the final four and lose an absolute heartbreaker or lose in the championship? It's kind of as a fan, you know, you got to ask yourself, is, could this have been worse? So I guess that's what I'd ask you. Do you think, say, you guys run the table and then you get to the final four and lose? Would that have been worse than losing yesterday? Or would that have been worse than, say, getting upset in long, to Longwood round one? Well, this is what I told Andy out the game. I'm glad that we lost to a Michigan team than any other team, you know, that is left or that we would have had to play because, and he asked me why. And I said, well, first of all, Twitter, their Twitter, you know, Michigan basketball Twitter, obviously that's where I'll go to read a lot of stuff about, you know, what's going on. But those fans aren't as bad as any other fans that you would, you know, potentially go up against. They're not going to shit talk to you. They have, I have more respect for the Michigan fan base than, you know, a lot of other teams that are out there and a lot of other teams that we would have played or could have beat. So for me, I didn't mind losing to Michigan. I would have obviously liked to at least made the sweet 16 or go a little farther just to say that we, you know, kind of went over that hill of getting past the sweet 16. I'm glad we didn't get bounced in the first round because that would have just been really typical Tennessee, but I'm okay with it. I mean, it was, I'm still kind of hurting about it, but I don't know. Oh, it can get worse. Well, I know it can get worse, but I, I'm worse. content with it. <laughs> yeah, it's fine, man. I'm kind of done talking about this game. Um, we'll keep Brick Barnes. I mean, he's a legend, man. Hall of Fame coach, in my eyes. Uh, tough loss. <laughs> I also have a question for you guys. So on dates, you go on a date, right? You have ranking system of how the date went, right? You have a, a, a bad date. Then you have a couple of things in the middle, like below average you know, okay, whatever. And then my like top tier of like a good date is above average to great. What are your like ranking systems of like, of, of going on a date? What's a good date on your kind of ranking systems? I don't even know what you're talking about to be real, bro, but I can't even. <laughs> Do you go it. to a date and you obviously say, oh, this was a bad date. Oh, you go on a date. Oh, this is an okay date. Or you go on a date. Oh, this was a good date. And then you go on a date and you can say, oh, this is. Have you been going on date. dates or something, dude? No, I just, it came up in conversation and I just wanted to know if you had a take on that. Uh, JP, I are you buying this? JP, are you buying this right now, bro? I, so I don't have like a ranking system, which is kind of crazy because I like, I in my mind, I just rank everything. But I definitely like, I think it's more of like a spectrum than like uh, like a rank for me. It's like. Like I could kind of be anywhere on the spectrum, like from like really shitty date to where I was like, what blue, like that was terrible. That was a waste of an hour and a half or it can go all the way up to like, like, I, I, I don't know. I guess I would say like, yeah, I, I don't think I've ever had like a date with somebody that I would like be concerned about, like that I would have to rank it. That was past like a really good date. So yeah, I think mine's more of a spectrum than like a tier list. To be honest, man, I've been trying to go on dates for a minute now and I kind of just stopped, but I still like talk to chicks, try to at least. Um, I FaceTime this one girl. And, oh, by the way, happy St. Patty's Day, boys. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Happy St. Patty's Day. A lot of green beer and a lot of green bidet. 
I'm sure everyone felt the same way. Um, yikes. But uh, I was face. I FaceTimed this one chick, um, one of my lady bro friends, on Thursday when I was leaving this bar and seeing what she was up to. You know, I'm not, I never really like hung out with this girl before. We hung out once and she answers the phone. And then her, I was like, Hey, what's up? You know, where you at? What are you doing tonight? Uh, her friend's like, Oh my God, he's like such a creep. He's trying to follow you right now. And ladies, I know it's a joke. You know what I'm saying? Excuse my French, but it's fucked. You know what I'm saying? Felt very insecure. And so, uh, you talking about dates, man. I'm down bad. But I was thinking about it though, because that's fucked. You know what I'm saying? Um, hung up. I was, and you know, kind of got pissed. I said, "Listen, made a, you made a young brother insecure. So let's stop that. Let's stop shaming guys for trying to reach out and say hello." Uh, but when I was at the bar watching the game, I'm kind of going all over the place, man. Um, when I was at the bar watching the game, I just realized to myself, Liam, and you can attest to this, but like you go to the bars like Tin Roof or Sweatshops and everything else, you know, like right. the people that dress up and go to those bars probably not the girls that you want to even talk to or say hello to, you know, they're, they had their own type. It's a quote unquote cool bar for people, you know, you know, six, five dudes, rips chicks that are. And I realized in that moment, cause I was, that was kind of, it kind of got me down bad for the rest of the week. I'm not gonna lie. It was one thing that kind of got me down bad. And I just looked around to my boys and I said, fuck This is life right here, dude. This, this is what I need. This is all I need. You know what I'm saying? We used to talk about this stuff all the time. And I don't like getting down to that place, man. But if the boys are there, Liam, I mean, the boys always going to be there. No, they're not there, man. <laughs> so they're not there. So, uh, you know. But, yeah, I think that's fine. I think I, that, that answers my question. Because my, my top spectrum is above average to good date. That's like my top tier. It's not or above average to great. That was my top tier. And I got roasted for that. We're still on this basketball channel, right? <laughs> yeah. Let's get back to basketball. Shout out Dash Radio. I've, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, up, I'm done. My fault, man. I was, I was a little bit of a rant, man. I'm, I'm glad y'all were here, dude. Glad to see y'all, man. Um, All right. Yeah. Okay. Basketball time. <laughs> I mean, hey, Lee, that was a good question, though, actually. I like, I enjoyed talking about that. But yeah. Uh, We'll get back to the basketball. Um, as always in March Madness, there's been some upsets. Uh, Michigan, we've talked a little bit about them. They're at 11 going to the Sweet 16, which is not horribly rare, but it's a little uncommon. Uh, University of Richmond Spiders took down Iowa, a very hot button Final Four team in a 12-5 upset, and then lost to Providence, but they made their, their presence known. They got out of March with a win, which is great for the University of Richmond. And then um, the real question here is, and this is also another question I have for y'all. So St. Peter's, first off, had anybody ever heard of St. Peter's before this week? Because I know I had not. And I consider myself a pretty avid college basketball fan. I try to know all the teams. I did not know about the St. Peter's Peacocks. But also, seeing a team like Kentucky, which is an interconference rival, go down in the first round into a 15-2 upset for y'all, Volunteers fans, does that ease the blow a little bit? Or does it not matter at all now that that y'all have been bounced? Shout it's out always, Dougie. I was gonna say it's always good when Kentucky lost loses. So yeah, but no. shout out Doug. Are we shouting out Doug. Yeah, Doug Edder. Right? Yeah. He's actually like not not a not a meme. Like that dude's a legitimate good three level score. I'm I'm very impressed with this game. Yeah. Oh, we got to make him a meme on TikTok. I think there was a um I saw a video on TikTok of these two chicks were like uh, brown haired guys and uh, brown eyes. 
We got to stitch that and put Doug. Yeah. Doug right Dougie there. Buckets. I don't well, know. When you, when you see like a, a team photo like that and every single one of the players are black and there's one white guy, you got to assume that white guy is just cold. Like he's out there lacing it up. Is he starting? He's not starting. I think he comes off the I think he comes off the bench for him, but yeah. he, he does play a lot. All right. So a little context about the school, right? Like it's in Jersey City up north, right? Uh it's like a street, man. Like no one know what is this? Some mid-major school? Can it, who is this team? <laughs> right? That's Does anybody know? I, I didn't do my research on this team. I have no idea. They upset Murray State as well. Is this a team that's going to make it to the lead eight, and who are they playing next? Well, so, I, we don't know no, who they're playing next because that, that, that game will happen eventually. But, yeah, they are they're a small school from Jersey City. Like you said, they basically their entire campus is basically like a city block. It is. They have like a 25 under, 2,500 undergrad enrollment, which is nothing compared to a lot of these other schools. So definitely not Kentucky. Even Murray State's a lot bigger than that. And um, I think the biggest thing that's been talked about is like the difference of spending. Like Kentucky spends – millions upon millions of dollars on their basketball program every year and st peter's gets like basically the minimum division one allowance towards their basketball program and they they made it happen they play they run a very crisp offense they have a great defense i like the st peter's team a lot winning in the sweet 16 and to move to the elite eight is a different beast i mean we, i think we saw that with oral roberts last year when they made the 15 like as a 15 seed they made the sweet 16 the teams are not getting worse as they go on. They're getting better. I think then I don't know if we'll see them to the elite eight, but that, and again, we don't know who they play yet. We'll know by the end of the day, but it's uh they're, they're a good team. They're fun to watch. Yeah, it's definitely, they're obviously the, you know, the big surprise from this year so far to me, obviously, I think that's the biggest upset and Cinderella run, but yeah, I, I mean, props to these guys that, are going out and playing, especially like I know, I think I mentioned it last week, but like the three days in a row of like not knowing who you're going to play really, truly until the the day of basically. Um, I mean, I know it's not the day of, but, you know, it's basically a 24 hour window that you get to prepare. And these guys are going out there like, I don't even care. Like we're just out here hooping. It doesn't matter who we're playing. We're just going to play our brand of basketball and their coach. I know in the, uh, you know, presser after the game, he was mentioned about how that's just kind of how he rolls, you know, when practice is harder than the games and, and when they're just, you know, tough individual guys, um, it makes for a good basketball team. And I think we see that with them. So props yeah. to them, man. Props. I think them. you uh, dropped something back there. Also Liam, by the way, what was that? Your crown King. <laughs> um, no, I love it, man. Doug Eddard, Doug Eddard, man. Uh, 20 points against Kentucky, coming off the bench, playing 25 minutes. Um, shot nine of 17. Their their entire team shot nine of 17 from beyond the arc, compared to Kentucky's four for 15, 26. percent I mean that'll do it. This team's just scary, man. And we talked about it. I think right before the tournament started that you watch out for some of these teams. Uh, shout out Virginia Tech. They just fucking you know my, my take didn't last there. You know what I'm saying Hunter Couture, Storm Murphy didn't show up. What about Iowa? What about this Iowa team that uh, was supposed to be Final Four and had all the hype around them, right? Yeah. Um, For me, I think Iowa's the the team that kind of had this big hype around them, and that's kind of their downfall. Like, if they kind of just slowly and quietly, you know, went got into the tournament and didn't, you know, just the traditional Iowa, like, just 
kind of nose to the ground, just playing basketball, they would have, but done better. But for me, I feel like everybody in the world was like, watch out for Iowa this year. You know, they made a run in the big 10 and all their names, all the players are, you know, hearing that and seeing that. And they're like, well, kind of what about expectations? How about Chattanooga, Illinois, that first round game? Yeah, I say I had Chattanooga. If you, if you follow TikTok, you saw me on there spewing about the Chattanooga possible upset. So I was feeling pretty good about it, and then they they did blow it. But at the end of the day, that's it's because Illinois is a better team. It's it, the better team always makes a, the the longer run typically, and Illinois ran at the right time. Uh, Chattanooga, they they showed why they deserve to be there, but they probably should have won that game and did not. And then my other upset pick was uh, South Dakota State, who played tough. They played. Providence really tough, but again, they just didn't have the guns, which that's how I always felt the St. Peter's Kentucky game was going to end up. I was, I kept, I was watching my family and I kept saying, eventually these Kentucky athletes are going to run away with it. And then they mm. never did. But I think it, it showed that at least at the college level and at the, at the professional level too, but that it's just a different level of athlete. The college level, if you can run a good motion set offense and you can play good defense, you can win one game against anybody because it's, 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 that's what St. Peter's. Peters does. They run a lot of high screens, a lot of good motion sets. They look for good shots and they play good defense. Kentucky's got some of the best basketball players in the world and they couldn't, they couldn't guard it for 40 minutes. If you have, can run good sets, you can win one game in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. That was kind of my conversation I had with somebody yesterday about, you have to think about, especially these teams that make these runs like that. Um, I mean, you just have to play one good game against these good I mean, obviously they're good teams, but all of these teams this year have lost a game so they can be beaten. And that's kind of where I think it's like you could have an off night. If you play basketball before, you know, there's nights that your shot just doesn't go in. Like we see from Kentucky, we saw from Tennessee, sometimes shots just don't go in. And sometimes that's a night for, you know, an upset like that. And I think that's why March Madness is so great because it happens you know, you still have to win six games to be a champion. So how about a, uh, another Cinderella team here, potential Cinderella team. I don't know if I'd call them a Cinderella team by now. Uh, Notre Dame, Texas Tech tonight. Notre Dame's running They're They are a team that they, they just got in by the skin of their teeth, but I, they are, they're, they were a good ACC level team. They're experienced. They've got really good bigs, which I think always shows itself in the tournament. That if you if you can have good bigs, big play, you're, you're gonna have a chance to win every game. And um, they, I they they beat a skidding Alabama team, but I think it's the truth that Alabama team by the end of the season was was really kind of falling off a cliff. But they're mm-hmm. tough. They, they, there's a lot of really good, like eight to eleven seeds in, in the tournament this year. Um, yeah. uh, I had Rutgers going second round. And so hell of a hell of a game between those two, right? Double OT, starting out the tournament. Double OT, man. I what was that? Thursday night? Was it Thursday night? Friday night? Uh, they played on. I think they played on two, Wednesday night. Wednesday, Wednesday night. Wednesday night. First Yeah, I remember I was like laying in bed. It's like midnight, and I'm just like, <laughs> like silently screaming to myself, "This is March." <laughs> I fucking love it, man. I'm, it's the best event in sports. I'm a big Notre Dame football guy, so I had Notre Dame winning that game and beating Alabama, and I think I have them winning. No, Texas Tech. I picked Texas Tech to win, but because Texas Tech does have the number one defense in the NCAA this year, and I guess it's the efficiency rate, not total defense, but 
that's what you need in March, and they look really, really good too. Um, same with Houston. I know they just beat Illinois today while this morning, but do you guys think that Michigan State has a chance to take out Duke tonight? Damn, I mean, that's the... a, a chance by definition, yes. If Michigan State plays like they did against Davidson, these Duke athletes should run them out the gym because Davidson, Davidson's a good team. Don't get me wrong. I, I watched them a few times this year because I can see a lot of A-10 games. They had a lot of good shooters, a lot of good offense. Their point guard's legit, good college ball handler. Duke's different. I mean, like that. And Michigan State's got to have somebody to guard Paolo, uh, and I just don't think they do. I, I think Duke wins pretty handily, but it's March, so hey, anything can happen. Uh, okay, last one here. What about Iowa State upset or a Miami upset or a Texas upset tonight? We had to, if you had to bank on one underdog to win the game, I like Miami. I I know I have Miami going um, at least to Sweet Sixteen, I think, um, in my bracket or one of my brackets. But I think Miami is a really good basketball team that people kind of slept on because of the ACC kind of being down this year, quote unquote, down because you know, all right, we're kind of seeing like now North Carolina is doing really well. Duke's still there, but. In the in recent years, ACC, you know, they have these powerhouse UNC and Duke, and sometimes Virginia's in there, and they have these, you know, big names that it, to me the ACC was kind of down this year because, but we see now they're not, and I think Miami is one of those teams that kind of didn't get that look. But I like Miami. I think that's who I would pick. I don't know about you, JP. Yeah, I like the Miami pick. They're experienced team, good team. Larinaga's a great coach. Uh, their point guard, Charlie Moore, this is a six-year in college. He's played on four Division One teams, which is absolutely insane to think about. But it's a lot of game. It's a lot of experience. I mean, that is that is something that matters come March. So you got to gotta take that into account. Um, I like Purdue over Texas, so I'm not going to take that. I like this Purdue team a lot. Jay Nivey's falling out of control right now. I, I like He's working his way into a pretty much guaranteed top three pick. And I don't see Iowa State beating Wisconsin. I don't think Wisconsin's firing on all cylinders right now, but they, I just don't think they have the guys to compete with Wisconsin. So of those three, I'd probably take Miami over Auburn, just like we've talked about. They're a competitive team. They got a lot of experience. They can score the ball. But honestly, I don't think any of those three are upsets. I think all, all three of the higher – all three of the, the better seeds, depending on how you want to look at it, move on. Does Iowa losing first round hurt Keegan Murphy's draft stock? Draft stock? I do not think it does hurt Keegan Murray's draft stock. Uh, his, like we talked about last week, at the end of the day, these guys, these teams are drafting these guys on potential. Like the, nobody's expecting Keegan Murray to come in next year and be the guy he's going to be in six years. If you do, you're setting yourself up for failure. So I don't think it hurts his draft stock. He definitely did not play as well as I would have liked to have seen, as I'm sure a lot of scouts would like to have seen. But also they really didn't work to get him the ball very much in like the last 10 minutes of the game, which was kind of, strange like his brother took multiple more shots than he did and Jordan Bohannon who's a great shooter but he's not Keegan Murray's player uh, I I don't think it hurts his draft stock but it was a little disappointing to see him not play up to his potential yeah this is kind of the exact question that you posed to us last week uh JP mm-hmm. and for me somebody of that skill set like a Jabari Smiths those guys that are just already at for me at that level of like we have enough in the tank we have enough film on you that we know that you're good enough um like you mentioned i'll just kind of second what you said but yeah i mean 
yeah, you probably wish as I bet he wishes he played better and thinking that it, but at the end of the day, he's not, his draft stock's not going to be totally affected. If it's just one, maybe he slides down a little bit or a team might pass on for somebody that shows out further in this tournament, but these guys are locked in. They're still going to go make millions of dollars. So it's time to go. <laughs> brought up Jabari Smith, Liam. I want to talk about him real quick. Y'all, y'all see that? Yeah, dunk? Go for it, huh? Y'all see that Jabari Smith dunk? Yes. Insane. Uh, that like, I, there's a reason he's probably going to be the number one pick, if not number one. He definitely going top three. Uh, that was one of the most insane dunks I think I've ever seen. Because the dude he dunked on was not like was not a small dude. He got that offensive rebound and took off and just sunned that dude. That was crazy. If you haven't seen it, if you're listening, you haven't seen it, go find it right now. It's probably gonna be the dunk of the tournament. I don't see anything beating that. I'm oh, sorry. I just realized what Andy just said. <laughs> it's time to go. <laughs> just, that's an old joke. I don't that's an old joke. <laughs> PE teacher slash basketball football coach in middle school would always say, you know, it'd be like time to get out of like to go to the next class. Be like in the middle of a game. He's just like, well, it's time to go. <laughs> I mean, like, dude, we're not even done finishing the game, dude. It's like three to three tied up playing hockey, floor hockey. Fuck. It's time to go. Shut up. Shut up right now. So <laughs> like, throw a basketball at his head, dude. Yeah. Uh, a lot of uh, teacher talk these last few weeks. You know, Andy thinking about going back to school. I got to read a book, man. Uh, Andy, you should be a teacher, man. I think that I think you missed your calling. You should go back and teach some middle school PE. I can't yeah. even. I can't even say a correct sentence. Not the time, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I am. Right. Uh, I really got to think about what you know what comes out of my mouth. That's the thing too. Like when I'm talking. I'm like, okay, is this all flowing together correctly? It's like the five word sentence. I'm like, yes. Anyways, I'll be, I'll get those books from you, JP. JP, why don't you shout? Why don't you shout out the books, dude? Why don't you shout I out the books. Sh- I will shout out the books. So if if all right, for some backstory, Andy asked me. He says, "Yo, JP, do you have any book recommendations?" And I said, "What kind of book?" You know, trying to meter my expectations here. I'm not a huge reader by any stretch, but I enjoy some books. I got a book right there. Uh. And he says, I I don't really like to read, but I want to read a book. And I said, oh, I've got the perfect books for you. And for anybody that's listening is familiar. It's the Shea Serrano collection. It's basketball and other things, hip hop and other things, movie and other things. I love those books. I've read them all multiple times. I sent them to Andy and he's acting like I just sent him like Dr. Seuss books. Like he's like, bro, what what is these? What are these child ass books? These books have 32 chapters and are 500 plus pages. And Andy's talking about candy ass child books, <laughs> like I said, the Berenstein Bears. You no, guys got to see. You got to look up these. Co- look up the the covers of the books, man. Yeah, the covers the, are sweet. Yeah. All right. Um. No. It looks I, like. I shouted them out. What What's the classic like kid kid book that we all read? It's like it's like a nighttime theme, and you know, there's a big monster or something. You guys know what I'm talking about? Nah, probably not. But. Uh, I'll, I'll get it, dude. I'll get it. I just think pronounced. you're the. I mean, the only reason why the, the conversation came up, came about, was because you put this word barrage in the doc. Like, let's relax a little bit, dog. You know what I'm saying? You know, fucking confuse the MTM are, boys over here, dude. You are underestimating how much, like, how many people understand the word barrage. It's not that uncommon. I was going to say, I don't think I had, I mean, I think that's a you thing, yeah. Andy. You just got to expand that vocabulary a little bit. And getting the books will help. 
Evan Harlan <laughs> likes to do that a lot. He likes to say, a barrage of threes. Like, it's it's not that uncommon. So what are y'all giving me the over-under to read one of the books? 32 I'm putting, chapters. I'm putting you ain't, it you're zero. not even buying it. You're not even buying any of those books. Say I buy it. Say I buy it. Say I buy it. You're not going to buy it. If you if you buy it, you're still not going to read it. I'll buy it, dude. I'll I'll read it for sure. Not not cover to cover. I'll, I'll put I'll put real money on that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll buy uh, the book for paid. you. How about that? And I just, I know you still won't read that. Man, that's crazy, bro. I got my first paycheck last week. I spent like eight hundred dollars last night. I've been buying shots for everybody. Like I'm a fucking baller or something. Like I'm like you know Liam. I've been doing that shot thing that you and uh. You and Ryan do before checking out. Oh yeah, buying everybody a shot before you leave. Buying yeah, buying shots before you leave. I didn't realize there was like twenty people in our group. Next thing I know, I'm buying twenty <laughs> shots. Next thing I know, fucking two fifty dollar tab. I'm like whoa, I don't get like the the discount double check discount. Like dude, who are you, bro? I was like, all right. You'll find that out soon, sooner or later. You can't be doing that like that. You know, what I, I mean? know, man. I know, I know, I know for real. Um, yeah. Oh, y'all want your trivia question? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, we'll take it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll yeah, take yeah, it. Let's we, get back on track here. I say we've been we've been moving along. We don't got that many minutes left. We gotta get moving. <laughs> <laughs> All right, trivia question of this week. <laughs> it has an NCAA theme, as I'm sure y'all could have guessed, because I like to keep it on theme. Uh, this week's trivia question is, who is the only coach in basketball history to win an NCAA championship and an NBA championship? Yeah. It's a fire question. Appreciate you. This is a good one. I, my first thing that I, when I read it uh, was Brad Stevens, but I don't think he, he didn't win an NCAA championship, nor did he win an NBA championship. <laughs> so I know that is wrong, but that was my first. Instance. I think Brad Stevens went to uh, Norfolk, right? He, he coached at Butler, and then the Celtics. Now he's, what, a GM or manager? See, this is a good question, man. It's, it's a really good question. I'm trying to think. I think I know, know the answer. Is this a current coach? He He's not coaching right now. No, Well, he's not co- He's not a head coach right now, I should say. Because my guess was going to be Juwan Howard, right? Uh, he ever win one in uh, the Pistons? Uh, he, he hasn't won it. I mean, he, well – yeah, I'm talking about like they, they had to win it as a head coach. I guess I should have clarified that. Like not just in general. They had to have won it as a, each as the head coach. There's only one other name that I can think of. And he is a coach. He's an assistant coach for Memphis, I think. And it's talking Larry, about Mike. No, I think it's Larry. What's his name? Larry Brown. Mm-hmm. Was that a smirk over there, JP? Was that a smirk over there, Don? But I don't I, know what what team he would have won it for in college. I know. He I was actually, what was the hint? Yeah, I'll give you a hint. I was smirking at you drinking, like a, eating that piece of ice to write in the mic. Andy is what I was, I was laughing at. <laughs> no good audio allowed. All right. Yes. The, the hint is that he. No, I know. I know who it is. Is it a blue team? It is a blue team. No, who did who did Larry Brown good. win in it, college? It was, with? it was either Duke or Kentucky. Mm. He wasn't not win championship with Duke or Kentucky. I'm gonna say Larry Brown. I think that's the answer. All right, I'll say Larry Brown, Seton Hall. <laughs> so the correct answer is Larry Brown. He is 
currently an assistant with the Memphis Tigers, as Liam said. He is his, the championships he won were with the Kansas Jayhawks in 1988 and the Detroit Pistons in 2004. He's the only person in basketball history to win a head coach at both. Some other guys who had chances include Rick Pitino, never won one as an NBA head coach. And another guy who got very close is Brad Stevens. As Liam said, he made the championship twice as a Butler head coach and made it to the Eastern Conference Finals twice as the Celtics head coach, but never won the finals. That's a good wow. question. That was a great question, JP. Justin. Appreciate that, gentlemen. I always try to get y'all, not not stumpers, because, you know, I like seeing y'all get it right, but I, and y'all had to think for that one, talk it through. Those are like, those are the ones I like. And admit next week, next week will probably be my last NCAA themed one for a bit. So maybe uh, y'all want to I kind of like the NCAA one. ones, man. Yeah, but they only work with March Madness going on. I like to keep it on theme. Once the playoffs start, they'll all be playoff based. It's got to keep it topical. And I'm saying, Daddy? I am off. Yeah. All right, that that was not what I expected to hear there. Let's go to game of the week. <laughs> Andy, go ahead and give us your game of the week. We're doing game of the week. All right. Yeah. Let's, let's run it. All right. So not not a, a lot of people are going to be watching NBA basketball, but we are on the old things basketball channel. And uh, we'll talk about NBA for a second. So my game of the week will be on Wednesday night, the Nets at Grizzlies. Uh John Morant's out. What's going on here? You guys know? I don't know. JP? You know. Nursing, nursing injury got, got nicked up at the end of a game earlier this week when the score was already kind of in hand, which is always a little difficult. But he got nicked up. I think they're just kind of resting him for playoffs at this point. Keeping I didn't know if he got hit in the McNuggets, put some icy hot on the gooch. So I didn't know. <laughs> um, but John Morant is out, but they still have a 60% chance of winning the game. Right? What are the Nets doing? No one really knows. By the way, what's up with the whole Kyrie can sit, you know, courtside and go into the building, Barclays Center? But um, he actually got fined. The Nets got fined because he went into the locker room. Yeah, for letting him yeah. into the locker room. That's crazy to me, but it, it doesn't make any sense. But um, I'm going to go ahead and, and take the Grizzlies. I know I've been kind of betting against the Grizzlies the past couple of weeks, but uh, hmm. I'll take Grizzlies money line. Uh, probably be like a minus eight thousand, but <laughs> nuke it. Grizzlies money line. It is for old Andy. I, I maybe may a ride. I might even. I don't know if, if Kyrie Irving's been hooping out of control, as we will talk about in a moment. But I, I respect it, Andy. You, you've been riding the, against the Grizzlies. Sometimes you got to switch the vibes up. I'm, I'm with you, brother. I, my game of the week is a very special game of the week for me personally because I will actually be taking a business trip to Las Vegas this weekend and um, it's being expensed covered by the Man to Man podcast bank account. Uh, we haven't talked about it yet, but that's actually happening. Appreciate you, Andy, for hooking that up. Uh, so I, I will be in Las Vegas this weekend, start and including on Thursday night, which is when the Suns play the Nuggets, the best team in the league versus arguably the best player in the league this season. It's going to be a hell of a watch, as it always is, to see Jokic play and Devin Booker and guys like that. I like the Suns cover, and what makes this even more special, so I'm going to take Suns spread, is that I will get to do an in-person bet with a little bet slip. I'm sure I'll be posting it, sending some videos, posting it out, so check out the social media for me doing that, which will be cool. But, yeah, I'm taking that on Thursday night. And, uh, as I always, appreciate man-to-man covering uh, my trip out to Vegas. Thank you, boys. Yeah, no problem, man. We, uh, yeah, I'm cool. back all in one piece. Yeah, make sure you get back. <laughs> Those well, uh, back we'll, pages are crucial, bro. So. We'll we'll send you the money once you get back. How about that? You just you just you know 
keep all the receipts and we'll 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 get the expense going for you. Yeah, guys, yep. gonna. I got you. I got you. Guys, gonna get some. I'm putting ten units on the Suns, so I, I, I expect to be reimbursed. If it, yeah, if it doesn't hit, I'm expecting re- reimbursement. Guys, gonna build up some liquid courage and get on that back page. Get on those back pages one time. So good luck. I'll go to my game in a week. It's going to be the Warriors and the Hawks. Um, I guess I didn't know at the time, but Steph, uh, to what JP said, was going to be reevaluating in a couple of weeks. Um, so no Steph. Uh, I like. I was going to take the over in this game anyway because it's Steph and Trey Young. Um, but Trey Young is slowly starting to make his name uh, through the media cycle and the news. You know, stories putting up a bunch of points, but. I'm going to still stick with the over here. I know that the, like, role players for the Warriors, like Poole and who is the other point guard there for me? I'm blanking on his name. Uh, uh, Andrew Jackson? Moses Moody <laughs> and uh, Kaminga and guys like that are, I think, uh, the role yeah. players you're looking for. Yeah, yeah, but they, yeah. they've already shown that they can play really well without Steph this year. So I'm, I'm going to stick with that. And the, I'll take the over. It's probably – like 220, 224, or something like that. So yeah. that's my game of the week. Bang it out, baby. Excellent, excellent. We did not continue our 3-0 and stretch last week. I know I missed. So, But we had a good week. We're going to try to go 3-0. and We're just going to look at every week independently. We're going to try to go 3-0. We're going to take it one week at a time, you know, head coach speak, one game, one week at a time, and we're going to come back out and uh, we're going to be do some more NBA topics, a little bit more wider range of topics here. Uh, start with what's really been the biggest story across the entire NBA this month is just the scoring barrage, Andy, the scoring barrage that has been happening this month. Uh, in the last 30 days, these are the players that have scored over 50 points in a game, 50 or more, I should say. Jason Tatum, Kevin Durant, John ja Morant, Luka Doncic, Sadiq Bey for the Pistons in an absolutely insane 50-point game. Uh, LeBron has done it twice. And then Kyrie has scored 50 once and then has scored 60 points one time. And then Carl Diddy Towns has also scored 60 points. It's been ridiculous. It feels like every other night somebody's dropping, I mean, even 40 bombs, but 50 bombs, 60 bombs left and right. Uh, can we attribute this to just the time of the year it is? You know, teams are kind of starting to find their way. Sometimes you just are like, you know what, screw it. If we're going to get a win tonight, we need this guy to get 50. Or is there something else in the air? Is it the March air that really gets these players going? What do we think? I mean, for me, I always find this funny when we talk about, like, times of the years and if, you know, players scoring a lot of points. But for me, I think it is a nicer weather coming out to some of these, you know, stadiums kind of feeling good. But also we got more, like, a better, like, picture of what the playoffs are and what teams are really, like, battling for spots um, and then kind of what they have to do to, you know, maybe improve or, you know, try to get into the playoffs in the first place. So I think that's a little bit, you'll find some of these, you know, lower seeded teams not giving a fuck, um, but, and they're just going out there and hooping. So I don't know. I like it though. It's fun. Moving on to a team that we have not talked about much this season, and that'd be the Minnesota Timberwolves. And the reason we haven't talked about them is because they've been kind of middle of the pack all year. However, since the all-star break, they're 11 and two. They have wins over the Grizzlies, the Cavs, the Warriors, the Heat, the Bucks. For those of you keeping track at home, those are some of the best teams in the league. This Minnesota team is really starting to figure it out. Uh, Carl Diddy Towns quietly has been a top 10 MVP guy this year in a very loaded field. Um, I, it's 
you watch this team and they're fun. They're exciting. They score a lot of points. They're, they're really starting to figure it out. It's not happening this year. Don't get me wrong. They're not winning a championship or anything this year. They may not even make it out of the play games to be fair. Cause they're still seventh in the West. However, are they starting to turn a corner in Minnesota? Is this a team we can see actually competing here for the next couple of years to come? Um, yeah, I think so for sure. I mean, you have somebody like Carl Anthony Towns and then you got a young stud in Anthony Edwards that we've seen. Um, even D'Angelo Russell, I still, he's kind of not a, like, he's a veteran, but he's not like an old veteran. He's kind of one of those newer veterans. Those are your three, you know, major positions that you need. You know, you need a wing, you need a point guard and a big, and they're all pretty much younger. Um, I think you, you know, if it's not this year, obviously I don't think it will be, but I think if they can get into the playoffs and may they, you don't want to play this team, you know, um, in the playoffs. And then just for years to come, they have the makeup. Um, yeah, I believe in them. So to answer your question, I like it. Good too, man. I mean, they got swagger to them as well. You see what a uh, cat throwing some shade to Westbrook. <laughs> don't think about Westbrook getting pissed now, dude. Don't think about that. We kind of talked about that last episode. Someone get him fired up, right? I think he actually wants to kill somebody. <laughs> well, right? Dad, I've Daddy. seen all these videos of the, like fans recording Westbrook and calling him Westbrook. The guy, Westbrook. So what'd you say? Comes up. He's like, oh, Russell Westbrook, my favorite player. You guys seen that video? Yeah, he folded immediately. Yeah. He folded. He sold. <laughs> um, the Carl Anthony Towns, like, you know, Westbrook airballs and said, damn, dude, I want a three-point contest. He's, he's, I still think all that's a fluke. All right? The whole chain thing. Three-point contest. He wasn't allowed to wear the chain. It's a fluke. <laughs> uh, them being in the West, though, I don't see it. Nah, I don't really see them being a contending team. If we're going to talk about contending teams, they can make a playoffs. I'd, I'd sure hope you'd make the playoffs. You know, there's 30 teams in the NBA. What, 15 make it? You got a playing game or something? And 12, I don't even know what it is, nine? Nine teams make it or something? Yeah, I'd hope you make the playoffs. But not a contending team. Let's see that happen at all. I'm, I'm put, you know my entire life savings on the next 10 years, not making it to the finals. All right. I might even take that one. That might be a good one to take for them not to make the finals. They're not, might not win it, but they can make a finals. I mean, as you say, what are we talking about here, dude? Can't make <laughs> what, the finals, dude. <laughs> what are we talking about here, man? What are we actually talking about? Here? Did y'all not hear me rip ass, by the way, when you were talking, JV? No. <laughs> All right. All right, that's gonna have to be edited out too. So congratulations, <laughs> another another thing to take out of the show. You don't gotta edit that one out, dude. That one's kind of funny. <laughs> All right, so another team in the West, top of the West. Now we're talking about all of the how much longer they'll be there is yet to be seen. As Liam alluded to earlier, Steph Curry just recently went down with an injury. Uh, it's a sprained left foot ligament. Is the exact title the Warriors gave after his injury. He's to be reevaluated in two weeks. It happened against the Celtics. Marcus Smart dove after a loose ball, hit Steph's legs, rolled up a little bit. Didn't look real pretty. Uh, some people are saying it was a dirty play. Steve Kerr wasn't very happy about it. Honestly, from my point of view, my opinion, it was a pretty good basketball play and just kind of unfortunate. And uh, that's kind of how it happens. Although Marcus Smart does have a reputation that precedes him. That's what he's got to deal with. Uh, Draymond Green is back, but the Warriors are struggling to find a groove. Klay Thompson's had a couple good games here and there, but really hasn't figured it out. The role players have had to step up. Um, what what needs to change? What do we need to see from the Warriors coming into the playoffs here? Because if Steph is hurt longer than two weeks and misses even one playoff series, 
that makes things very, very interesting for the Warriors in the first round. Yeah. I mean, anytime you get big players, A, leave for injury and then coming back from injury, like Draymond Green, there's always going to be, I don't care how much, if they're, you can still be winning the games, but there's always going to be chemistry issues. Not that it, you know, will take over your team, but it does take a second when you're, you know, not relying on the same guys being on the floor and, you know, every night. So when you, lose Steph, and then you, Draymond Green is coming back. They still need some time to kind of click um, and get back into, like, real Splash Brothers, like, I guess, time or when they made their run and had a, you know, record season or whatnot. But for me, to answer that question, I don't think anything needs to change. They just need to get fully healthy, and that's what needs to change. They need to stop getting hurt. In terms of that play – I think that's just, you know, a bad balance for Steph. I don't I agree with you. I don't think it was, you know, some plays are intentionally Marcus Smart is kind of a, you know, in the dirt, kind of getting the job done type of player. So that might be where the conversation kind of came up, but that wasn't a dirty play at all. So I don't want to hear any of that type of talk. If they can stay in the top four, they should be straight, right? So they're looking at you're looking at a Timberwolves team. Lakers, Clippers. I still, I mean, the only team I'm looking at that who they would have to play that's scary are the Clippers. I don't even think the Lakers, you know, we could talk about how bad the Lakers are, but I think if they stay in that top four, Steph will be good here in a couple of weeks. Uh, like you said, JP, we've we've seen what the Warriors have done without Steph uh, and Clay Thompson. So, but yeah, I mean, it's the playoffs. You want all of your guys healthy. What did you say? I mean, what do we preach all the time that the healthiest team always wins the NBA finals? So, they stay in top four. I think they should be good. I don't see Steph missing any games for the playoffs, So I can care. Yep. I, I don't have anything to say. Yeah, don't have anything to say that y'all don't say. Didn't say. If they're healthy, it, it's not even a question. This team is a legitimate contender for the finals. If they're not healthy, they're going to have a tough go of it. I mean, be, so hopefully Steph, I would honestly, I know they say back in two weeks, I'd rest them as long as possible. Get him. He's played a lot of games, right? A lot of minutes, a lot of miles on the legs. I'd, I'd let him hang out for a little bit and then come back just to ramp up for the playoffs. I'm not sure if that's in Steve's curse, Steve Kerr's mindset, but that is how I would look at it. Yes. Can I say one thing real quick? Yeah, go ahead. I'm motherfucking ugly, dude. Like, you know, I'm looking at us. I'm like, damn, bro. Fucking fat ass face, dude. Andy, I think you, I think you look good, man. You, you, you've been working out. You've been working out. You see my arms? I, I can't see them right now. I will send you a nude. All right. That's probably not necessary, but I, I appreciate the – the like idea. the jester yeah i got you yeah. yeah yeah but like yeah you've been working out you look good you be happy man be happy i put, I put it on uh infinite time too on snapchat yeah just so you were like check me out the gun show take your time dude liam's next yeah. <laughs> liam you ever sent a shirtless picture to somebody dude? no nah i feel you lying bro not a shirtless picture no <laughs> Tom DP? No, I don't do all that, man. Tom no. DP, bro. He said he said not just shirtless. Yeah, I know. He said no, not just said, shirtless. Yeah, yeah. You guys yeah, know better, man. Yeah. You guys know better. I'm Liam had a two-pack in like seventh grade. He got all hype about it. Started taking off his shirt like a football prize. Like, dude, relax. Dude. This guy's <laughs> fucking rocking a 12-pack right here. He's 17. Or he's like, <laughs> like 12 years old, dog. No, so. that ain't for me, man. Hey, that's a big deal. Only time I'll take my shirt off. Who used to be up boat. in those planes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
He's just flying the plane shirtless. Yeah, man. It's hard in there sometimes. Shit. Yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> got to do I what you like got to do at some point. I, I, yeah. Yeah. Hey, sometimes you just got to. <laughs> hey, sometimes. But I was like, I used to drive. The car I drove before this car for my CRV was a Volvo C70. And it was a convertible. But mm. I, so the AC in it wasn't always like super good. And one time I was driving on the highway and my AC went out and I was so hot. I took off my shirt while I was driving. I've done that before for sure. Just to like, cause it was that like, I was like, damn, if I get pulled over, this is going to be awkward as hell. But I, I get, sometimes you just got to let it breathe, man. You said you had a couple chest hairs. I have more than a couple chest hair. I, I, I rock. I got, I got, some, I got a little fur. I got a little fur. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know you don't, you fucking bald motherfucker. <laughs> I got like five, bro. I remember one time I was trying to hit on this chick. I went over to their house. It was like a social setting. You know, it was like 10 of us around. It was freshman year of college. I didn't have armpit hair yet. And I was wearing like a V-neck, like a real loose V-neck. And like I was going to hug her, you know, like, all right, peace. Going to hug her in my, you know, you can't, you can see my armpit under my t-shirt. One of her friends calls me out. She's like, oh my God, you don't have armpit hair yet? I didn't, the chicks didn't even give me a chance after that, bro. I didn't, my balls didn't drop. Yeah. (laughs) That's tough. I remember Liam had like come so on, much- bro. We can't go down these stories because we can just sit here forever talking about some some, some wild stuff. I just know you were hairy, dude, in like sixth grade. It was really weird. It was like really weird. It was like way too much hair for a sixth grader, dude. Hey, they should have checked your birth certificate. You know, you like you look like one of those motherfuckers that were playing on the uh, the traveling team, the literally World Series. It's like six eight. You know, he's on a twelve year old team. I'm not that tall. Come on now. I'm only, I'm only six foot. Anyways, hey. I'll start a I'll start a group chat with us. Um <laughs> so, I'll let you know. a little hype the boys up Snapchat group chat. Yeah, I mean honestly. Yeah. Let y'all know what the first right. one is. All right. Cool, cool. All right. All right. We're, we're we're running out of time here. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take us home because we've talked almost as much about non-basketball as we have basketball this episode, which is a hell of a lot of fun. I ain't gonna lie. But we're almost out of time. Dash radio only gives us so many minutes, so we gotta wrap it up. Uh just for the outro real quick, I mentioned earlier I'm going to Vegas this weekend. It is actually not a company trip. I'm going on my own. Sadly, I can't get the boys to reimburse that one to clear that one up. But any tips from the fellows before I go? Just just a little one thing to remind, remember before I hit the road? Yeah, don't die. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I was going to say one thing Wait, is man. a lot dirtier than you are expecting. I don't know what your expectation is, but for me, it was a lot dirtier than – than I expected it to be. Because you kind of get that sense of like Vegas. It's not probably the cleanest place, but stay in, stay, stay on the strip. You know, don't talk to strangers. There you'll see some some hookers on their side of the road trying to get picked up and stuff like actually, that. Actually? Actually? No. But uh, there are some pe- sketchy people definitely there. But um some fun, man. Shout out Devontae Adams for going to the Raiders. And shout out Robert Woods for the Titans. Big pickup. Uh, so maybe some other advice, dude. I mean, please just send us, you know, some videos and content for the, uh, the man to man podcast, Instagram page. I don't think we've touched Instagram for about 16 days now. So kind of taking a hiatus, as you would say, JP or a barrage hiatus, you know, whatever you want to call it. Well, the first one worked. The second one didn't, but, uh, yeah, I, I will be taking some videos for the content, a barrage of videos even. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll make sure I do that and I'll stay alive and I'll, I'll keep y'all updated and, 
I'll be back next Sunday to record again. I'm sure I'll have some stories. And other than that, the only thing I got left to say is uh, shout out the Randolph-Macon men's basketball team. National champions. Congrats, fellas. Who? It's the uh, college my brother goes to. They're, they're D3. They won the D3 national championship. Oh, wow. Yeah. They were good, wow. dude. They were like 30, 33 and one over the course of the season. We'll have to get some highlight reels and post it on the MTM page. I'm down to hype them up. I know Hoop and I were talking about D3 ball uh, last week before you hopped on. Uh, Last thing, if you win big, JP, double down. Don't even think Mm -hmm. about it. Like, don't don't bring it home. No, I mean, yeah, I go crazy if you win. Keep keep betting and and put it all on black. Also, all right. Know how much money you're gonna take with you mm-hmm. and gamble with, and then if you hit that limit, you're done. Because if not, that bank account will hurt when you get back. Well, you're gonna come back to me and be like, "I need a little uh, more money." <laughs> we'll have to throw you some more hoodies to sell, you know. <laughs> uh, but with that, guys, I'm gonna namaste these fools out of here. If you don't have anything else, so namaste to you guys. Namaste. Namaste, gentlemen. Namaste. We'll see y'all next week, baby. Straight hustling